Now the pitch. There's a high drive, deep right, center way back. Might be out of here. We'll do it live. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so... Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Let's make the most of this day since we're together let us well say would you be mine could you be mine won't you be my neighbor won't you please won't you please please won't you be my neighbor remember people that no matter who you are and what you do to live thrive and survive there's still some things that make us all the same you me them, everybody. You, me, them, everybody. Everybody. Do it live. Hey, hey, hey. Don't go away. Because coming up right after this is the Grand Prize Game. You, me, them, everybody. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Do it live. You, I don't, I'm not going on a soapbox here, Steve, and I hope you don't think I am, but anybody who can't get drunk at the ballgame before the eighth inning doesn't belong to be here anyway. I don't Please won't you be my neighbor, neighbor and friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Thanks for listening to that fever dream of a theme song. Thank you for coming out on a very cold night. Please put your hands together so people listening at home don't think I'm a crazy man in a room, that there are actually people here. Very nice, very nice. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing the show a very long time. We just celebrated our eight-year anniversary, which, thank you. We've done over 500 shows, for better or worse. And I've gotten to meet a lot of wonderful people because of that. And uh, uh, I'm going to start on a real, real low note for 2017. Uh, a good friend of mine passed away this week. His name was Derek DeJac, and he was only 33 years old. And he got married in October of 2016, and he passed away in January of 2017. It's January 6th, 2017. So that's a horrible track record. Here's how he died. He got a blood disease on his honeymoon. He got a blood disease, so there's no justice in the world. Nothing means anything, and we could all go tomorrow. That's a horrible reality, and I'm sorry to open this show, and I'm sorry to open the year of shows with that note, but I think it's important to remember our friends. Now, 
Derek was a big part of this show. I know it sounds like a giggle at the time, and that's a perfectly fine time to giggle. Feel free to giggle whenever you'd like. I perfectly, I love giggles. I love guffaws. That's wonderful. And uh, if I made you feel weird for laughing at that, I apologize instantly. Back on track. Okay, so Derek was a big part of the show. Derek and I have known each, had known each other for almost two decades. Um, he was an old band friend which means he wasted a lot of time to playing shows to five people in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, he, he became a radio producer, and he, he, did, uh, he did radio plays. And um, we used to do a thing together at The Hungry Brain where the show started in Chicago for a very long time. And I'm going to miss him dearly, and I don't want to forget him, and I don't want to forget anybody that's ever been on the show. That's why we do this show, to remember each other, to have everybody in the same room, and most likely to laugh at me. That's why we do this show. That's why I wear a suit to an audio podcast. No one could see me except the people in this room. I wear a suit every goddamn episode. For the people in the room, I'd like to apologize for not wearing a tie. This is only the second time in the show's history that I am not wearing a tie. I am not wearing a tie, though, because a lovely friend of mine, Stacy Pratt, bought me the Chicago Blackhawks sweater. Now, I am not dating Stacy Pratt. I am married to Stacy Pratt's best friend from college. My disco ball just fell. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to spread the love. We're going to spread the disco. There is a reason that was on the stage. So... Derek and I were in a lot of punk bands together, and we had a, we had a band called Pink Gun. And Pink Gun was a, a, a horrible, intentionally horrible band that we had. And we had zero songs, and we would play 30-minute noise sets to break up horrible parties. So we would get booked occasionally. <laughs> we would intentionally get booked on shows that we didn't want to play, simply to try to get the show shut down. So we would play a lot of, like, kegger parties in Lincoln Park in Chicago. Think of, that's like the DuPont Circle or the GW campus of Washington, D.C. So we would go, and we would we'd wear dresses, and we wear makeup. There was one show where he was the, we did a cover set, so he was uh, he was Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins, and he took nothing seriously. It was, it was fantastic. I don't want to forget that. And that's why every guest on the show tonight is someone that we've had on the show before. The three guests on the show tonight barring the two regulars who I, I love and adore. They're all people that have been on the show, and I think they're doing fantastic work, and they're making this city, if not the world, a better place. That's why we're all here in this room. I'm not going to end on such a sour note. I'm going to end on a very positive note. On New Year's Eve, I didn't feel depressed, like most of you. <laughs> and on New Year's Eve, I was not elated, like the 4% of the population in Washington, D.C. that voted for Trump. Seriously, 4% of people. Anyways, that's not what this show's about. I needed a mantra for 2017, and I, I didn't want to be angry anymore. I, I'm, I'm done with the punk rock thing. Uh, I, I'm all about disco now. Here's why. Disco is where it's at. Here's why. There, it's, there's a third reaction to fight or flight. We always forget that. It's not just fight, and it's not just flight. There's, there's a third option that's the most important and the most fun and the only thing that could actually change minds, and that's fuck. So there's fight, there's fight, and there's fuck. I'm going to side with fuck every time. What's the style of music that makes you most want to fuck consistently? Disco music. It's all about disco music. That's what we're doing. We're going to steal everything from gay culture because that's what we've done forever. But we're going to embrace it and we're going to fuck everybody. We've got to get to a gray race and that's how positivity happens. Fighting doesn't change anything. Fucking sure as hell does. That's what this show is about. Now, I mean, consensually fucking. I'm wearing a Planned Parenthood button and a Blackhawks sweater. I know I'm a contradiction right now. I understand that. This is America. That's what we're built on. I like the sports team, but there's a guy that promotes sexual assault. But I love Planned Parenthood for the exact opposite reason. So we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to try our hardest, and we're going to have three fantastic guests. Allison Lane, please come to the stage whenever you so wish. She is the co-host of the show, and I like her dearly. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together, or keep them together. What a weird saying. Keep them together means stop clapping. Just hold your hands together. So don't do that. That's a horrible turn of phrase, and I apologize. Please put your hands together for Allison Lane, everybody. 
Just leave it. Just leave it. We're going to spread the disco ball love. Thank you so much. And thank you for bringing my drink. I appreciate that. You are a good friend. Allison and I, Allison and I are going to do our, our normal uh, desk piece later in the show because our first guest is a very busy comedian, and that's actually why she's on the show. She's one of the two women that uh, is organizing a comedy festival that's taking place January 19th, 20th, and 21st in D.C. And we'll find out why in just a second. Please put your hands together for Catherine Jessup, everybody. Catherine. <laughs> Catherine's been on the show a long Thank time you. ago. She's oh my god, an old yeah, I was friend. I was like a baby comic the last time I was here. I think I was like six months in. Hi. Hello. Nice Hi to up. see you. Nice to see you too. So uh, what's so important about January nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first? So the festival is called What a Joke. <laughs> and it's a fundraiser <laughs> for the ACLU. Why would the yeah. ACLU possibly need a fundraiser right now? Uh, you know. No, I don't. Please inform me. The ACLU needs a fundraiser uh, because civil liberties are really important. And, like, you know, we may have an incoming tangerine in chief who. Now, here's two things that I don't agree with what you just said. Number one is a straight white male. I don't see how the ACLU has ever helped me. Number one. Number two. How's that button you're wearing? Fantastic. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> what's wrong with tangerines? Tangerines provide a lot of vitamin C. Tangerine the fruit, wonderful. Tangerine the skin color, less so. Why? That's just, I think that's racist. I think I you're a racist, racist woman orange people. putting together a racist comedy fest called What a Joke. There's eight shows in three days. Eight shows, three days, five venues, two here. Don't block the box on Friday night, and then we're going to have a throwdown show on Saturday night. It's going to be amazing. So this is, yeah. a, this is part of a national comedy festival. Yes. Okay, so it's happening at 32 cities at this point around the country and in the U.K., which is pretty awesome. The whole point is really to come together, show unity, diversity, a community that's like, yeah, we're here and we're gonna fucking fight for what is important to us, but we're gonna have a party in the process, right? Cause you gotta fuck, right? You gotta not fight, fight, fuck. Like that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna start your gray race. Gray? Yeah, gray. Okay. I Okay, there's a bad religion album called The Gray Race and I've based my entire life around bad religion. And that sounds Fair like a, a dumb idea. <laughs> but the lead singer of Bad Religion is a double doctorate from okay, the University right. of Madison. Point taken. And uh, they've been right about everything ever. So, no, I'm going to stand with Bad Religion. Okay. Uh, the, your co-producer is another friend of the show, Lindsay yes, Deming. Yes, Lindsay Deming. She's awesome. What went into curating this festival? How so? Um, so the festival came, was, is the brainchild of two comics up in Brooklyn who, the weekend after the inauguration, said, we have to do something. Or not the inauguration, sorry. The election said, I, no more Facebook screeds, no more bitching on social media, like, what can we do, right? And so uh, I had met one of them on the road, and they asked me to do this. I asked Lindsay because she was also of the what the fuck can we do mentality, and we've been putting out eight shows, five venues, three days. Any yes. negative reactions? Has anybody sincerely been upset with you? Me personally? Yes, you personally, <laughs> ever. I'm sure. Fantastic. Um, no, I mean, look, look, there are trolls who are not into it. There's a bunch of people. There's, um, they made a hat that's a red hat that says what a joke in white across the top that you can buy online, whatajokefest.com. Um, it's pretty rad. Like, it's pretty rad. And it's a benefit also for the ACLU. So, like, yeah, there are trolls out there. Um, are look, you, are you, haters going to hate, you are know? You like, that's, are you I'm going to shake it off. Are what? you confronting the trolls? Are you doing anything about that? Or are you just letting it wash away? I'm not confronting the national trolls. Okay. I'm not confronting the national trolls because it's not 
mine to confront. Sure. Like, I'm not one of the head organizers. Like, I'm not a national organizer. I'm just the D.C. organizer. Sure. Um, and we haven't really run into trolls in D.C. I mean, I'm sure there will be. I'll do my best to get the trolls on my side. <laughs> thank you. By the way, my name is Pepe. Okay, so... <laughs> So I tried that in Chicago. No one yeah. left, but thank you for giving me, and I appreciate that Fair so enough. much. You've recently gotten into storytelling. A little bit, yes. Why? I have a storytelling show. Why? It's like fake storytelling. Continue. It's fake I'm storytelling. I'm intrigued. Okay, so my show is called Off the Rails. It's a monthly show at the uh, Draft House Comedy, New DC Draft House Venue. And it is improvised storytelling. So pe- I'm not like a linear thinker. Like I'm not a great storyteller. I'm way more of a tangential thinker person, right? Like... I'd be like telling a story and be like, oh yeah, but then there was this thing and that guy, don't you remember? Anyhow, um, so this storytelling show is improvised. So people come up, they start their story, and then about a minute and a half in, I ring a bell and read an interruption. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a microphone. It's like telephone, but better. Yeah. This is amazing. Because then they have to like, they have to fucking roll that into whatever they're talking about. I let them go for another minute and a half, two minutes, ring a bell, another one, and then they got to put a bow on it. Did it's you, so fun. Did you do this simply so you can use a bell in a live setting? It is a strong benefit. It's pretty cool to have <laughs> a bell. A yeah. Are you enjoying that more than stand-up, or are you enjoying them equally? Are you enjoying stand-up? I am enjoying stand-up. Why? What's wrong with you? Uh, you know what? <laughs> in the last year, actually, I've really started traveling for stand-up quite a bit, which has been really fun. It's really cool to meet people from around the country. Cause, like, You know, when you focus like on your city, kind of like your little patch of earth, you see everything good and bad, and then when you go out and you meet people who are also into this weird thing that you're into, Mm -hmm. and they're like into it in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're like, oh shit, like I'm not alone. Like there are other people who are into the things I'm into, and that's really cool. You got any good Tulsa, Oklahoma recommendations for (laughs) our listeners at home? Uh, I mean, listen, they have a park that's called the Center of the Universe, and it is um, about oh. the size. You know that Triangle Park that's at, on like Connecticut Avenue and M Street, like in Dupont, like right by Shake Shack. It's like a sad <laughs> little yes. block yes. of like a city park. According to Tulsa, Oklahoma, that is their center of the universe. Wow. So yeah, that's a great. Is it also to stop full NASA. of rats? Homeless men. Homeless <laughs> oh, okay. Men. Homeless men, and then they have a real tall pillar. So yeah, I think they just have like woodchucks there. They don't have rats. Oh. I Those know, are friendlier. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's so charming. Have you visited any city that you think uh, comedy fans or comics should actually go to that may be overlooked? Not New York, not Chicago, not LA. Give me a city. Oh my God. The, the Atlanta scene is amazing. Really? really? It's amazing. It's bananas. Okay. There is a show, a Monday night show at Star Bar in Five Corners. And it, look at Star Bar. They know about it in the back of the room. They get 150, 200 people that come out. It's a Monday night show. And it's this amazing, like, the room is not much bigger than this little, like, 30 by 30 space. It's, like, it's inside, incredible. Like, I can't even talk. It's so good. It's just so good. Yeah, Atlanta is amazing. You're doing good work. You're, you're Thank exploring. You. You're giving good recs. Yeah, I try to. And <laughs> out, of the, out of the eight shows that uh-huh. What a Joke is doing, what is the one you're most excited about? Don't say all of them. Pick one. Let's plug one. I'm super, super stoked for the closing show here at Wonderland Ballroom okay. on Saturday night. What yeah. uh, do, can you say? Have, oh, yeah. Have, the, pu- the lineups are published. Let's, okay. i I got to be honest with you. Part of it is because I'm on it. Huh. Um, <laughs> it's going to be here. Well, the other thing is, too, in the spirit of inclusivity, inclusivity diversity, unity, 
pretty much every show has at least two women and three people of color on it. We wanted a plurality of voices. Please Thank don't you. clap for that. This is my show. <laughs> Boo. Boo! Straight white man says no. Listen, we like straight white men too. We just also happen to like more than just straight white men. Anyhow. Boo! Okay, good talk. <laughs> Yeah, so that, okay, that lineup is going to be, it's hosted, <laughs> back to focus, that lineup is hosted by Lindsay Deming, and it's going to be Russ Green, Emily Duke out of New York, Kevin Titt, Natalie McGill, Carlos Delgado, me, and John F. O'Donnell. Thanks for ending that with a straight white man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Party. I got you. Um, I think this is a wonderful festival, and Thank I think you. this is an, a good way that, if, if you're not that familiar with DC Comedy, this is a really good way to get introduced. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's a huge variety of people and faces. Uh, we're gonna have, we have a show every day at Beer Baron, like in the nights on Thursday and Friday. We have a show at DC Draft House. We've got a show at Songbird that's gonna be, bare, it's bare naked comedy, so it's comedy and burlesque, which is an amazing show. Yeah, their residents are gonna go to that. Um, sorry, there's a table of, GW residents up front. Eating very listening. distracting chicken yeah. wings, by the yeah. way. I see your scrubs. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys out for the listener at home. <laughs> yeah. Med, are you, you're doctors. I'm sorry. They're wearing scrubs and GW coats, and yeah. they're eating the worst possible food. <laughs> no one give me shit about smoking. My friend just died from a blood disease. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like I always have in this great yes. country of ours. Yes. Life is short. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm rooting for this fest. Let Thank me, you. Let me know how I can help in any way. I, I wrote about it for Bryce Young Things, and I'm sure yes. that'll get all the trolls there. All the gifts will show up. Um, I look forward to it. If people want to know more about this festival, where should they go? Whatajokefest.com. Uh, can I give you shit about one thing? Sure. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Sneakers. What I kind? know, I know, what kind? I know. They're, they're newbies. That's right. They're new balances. Yes, I know, I know. First of all, I already own them. I'm not buying new ones. Second of all, are you kidding me? They're navy blue with houndstooth. Shut up. Anyhow. Glad you have your priorities straight. <laughs> I do. Sensible shoe wear. Uh, yeah. Catherine, I, I like They're you. They're my very, comedy shoes. I like... Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like you very much. People should Thank follow you. you where? At title here. Twitter, Instagram, and I have a website. It's my name, CatherineJessup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Catherine Jessup. Everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> Allison, how are you? I'm great. Are you really? Yeah. I like your outfit today. I'm very distracted by chicken wings. The smell is it's, strong. It's like punching me in the face, and I don't eat meat, and I'm like, this is going to make me sick if I... Hold you got on, another plate on, of chicken on. wings? No, no. What is this? No, stop. They got nachos. Oh, duh. They got nachos. It is more of a... It's, more, it's shaped more like a football than a plate. It's... <laughs> <laughs> the sizes here are very generous. They um, are. I don't know if that's a plug for the one bar <laughs> or not. That's the reality of which we live. Uh, also, you're not really a vegetarian all of the time. I am an aspirational vegan. Right. Also, let's go back to my outfit. Yes. Inspired by Beyonce. Flawless. It's an adaptation for 2017. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, aspirational vegan, though, which Beyonce was also a vegan once. Why did she stop? I don't know. She had a baby or whatever. That makes sense. Be, she's Beyonce. Whatever. You know why she probably stopped? Because it's more healthy to not be a vegan. Well, honey honey is made by bees. That's not vegan. 
That's true. So these are facts. We're going to ask our next guest <laughs> all about her eating habits or not. Uh, our next guest is someone I had on very early in this show's run in Washington, D.C. Um, I think it's in 2011. There was a month-long pop-up space. It would, I'm assuming it now is like a gym or something. Uh, it was on like 14th and W. And she was kind enough to do a failed pilot. Uh, she came. We did, we, did, we filmed the show. It did not go well, but we, wow. we did we did the show, and uh, that's the first time I think she was on the show. And since then, she's been nothing but helpful to both me and this entire DC creative scene. That's actually both next to our guest, but we're only going to talk about one or not. Ladies and gentlemen, come on stage. Please put your hands together for Philippa Hughes, everybody. Philippa. I'm sorry, I don't have like a house band or something. So there's like an ear weird awkward. I love your sweater. Please describe it for the this listener. Fantastic. Anthropology. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Why are you embarrassed? Then, except I really think it's cute and like. So it's not against what you believe in. You believe in cute clothes that make you feel good. Okay, yeah. Why is I that a bad it. thing? Yeah, it's great. Anyway, let's talk about things. <laughs> you <laughs> help things. the world by promoting art, promoting artists, and doing salons, and having people that voted not your way over for dinner. And you do a lot of good stuff. Okay, I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, so I wanted to bring up this idea that, um, so I'm, I'm inviting Trump voters over to my house for dinner, and I'm making them dinner, and I'm asking them questions. Oh my God, you're so brave. Yeah. So the next There's knives at your home, right? The, okay. <laughs> there are knives in your home, right? Well, <laughs> I was prepared to throw them out if necessary. Um, so the next one is tomorrow night. So that's why this, I feel like this is a very timely... Okay. Night to this talk will about be this. the second one or yeah. the third one? It's the, it's the second one, but the third one is already planned. Okay. And um, so three Trump voters are coming to my house tomorrow night, and we're gonna talk. Why did you put talk? Why in did quotes? I do that? I don't know. That makes it sound a lot <laughs> more exciting. Because I think we're gonna argue. And that's part of talk. Have you ever met me? That's just talking. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. You like screaming at mics? I do yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so. Have you, you you've done one of these? Did you learn anything? No. Um, so the first. One, <laughs> the Your first, candor is appreciated. Yeah, like the first say. one was more about like what's gonna happen. Like it was more an experiment about. I I didn't know what I was. I just was like I I just feel frustrated. And I want to do something, so I want to invite these people over. So it was okay, but I I have a plan for the next one. Um, so the plan, for example, for the first thirty minutes, we're not going to talk about politics. And I'm going to have a buzzer, and I'm going to be really strict about no talk about politics. We're going to actually get to know each other as human beings. Oh, my God. That's a good idea. Right? That's a good idea. Why? There's a lot of silence out there. <laughs> People are very nervous about Trump this is about you. as human beings. This is about you, but I spent two and a half hours last night eating dinner with a Trump supporter. Yeah, he works what? for he works for the uh, he works for the Senate Republicans. He's a communications director. Can I invite him over for dinner? Wait, <laughs> calm down. This is amazing. Number one, that should not be amazing, but apparently it is. Okay, it, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Once again, straight white male. Everything's gonna be fine for me. Clearly, it's great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that's when I realized, oh, you can't change anyone's mind ever. Yeah. Okay. So, if yeah, you know right. that you can't change anyone's mind ever, are you actually yeah. trying to gain understanding? What yeah. are you trying to do? No, no, no I am. Um, I am a, I, I really 
And that's wonderful, and I hope you never lose that. I feel like this might be a way for you to lose that. No, 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 no. Do you, did you read that post, Washington Post story about um, Derek Black? I don't read the lamestream media. Oh. Uh, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> no, it's, it's the, all right, he's the son of the man who founded Stormfront, the white nationalist. Yeah, this was in the Washington Post magazine, <laughs> I want to say in July. It was a very long, well, long piece. No, it was, maybe it was the cover story. It was the cover story. The piece about him was in October or the fall. What? I am so sorry. Well, I got it was. the dates wrong. Yeah. See, fact checking. We're fact checking right now. Um, <laughs> yes, I did read that piece. It was a very good piece. Basically, like he founded the children's movement for the white nationalist movement, and he was on the radio, and he was like really outspoken. He did a blog, and then. When he went to college, Jewish friends invited him over on Friday nights just to hang out. Yes. And all they did was talk. Yes. And then basically now he's like an advocate for anti-white nationalism. And that's great. But I think the main thing to remember that is college students. You're inviting, I'm assuming, adults over. <laughs> so you think they're not malleable enough? Exactly. I think once you're 25, um, you're locked in. I disagree. <laughs> okay, good. I, I want you to disagree. That's the point of conversation. But I've only, this is only my second Trump dinner, so I don't have any evidence to support that. How but. old were the ages of the first dinner of the guests? Um, on I average, also need social security numbers and yeah. data parts. I, I would guess on average probably late 30s. Okay. Do you know what the, it is tomorrow? Probably the same. Okay. Yeah. I will be fascinating and very hopeful if anybody could change anybody's mind. And I and honestly, I would be so excited to talk to you after it if yes. you turned and became a Trump supporter. If I became a Trump supporter? Why not? It goes both ways. Do you want to make... Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. This could really be great for you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least for four years, it'll be amazing. Okay, uh, I said this on November 9th, uh, 12 years, uh, three-term president. I'm calling it right now. And the only reason why I'm not going longer is because he'll die in office. Not because he won't win a fourth term. I'm calling it now. Make all the faces you want. Chris and I wrote a book about it. Uh, it's right here. There's a plug to the book. <laughs> I, and, and I wanted to No, th Brandon, you're joking, but Berlusconi was in Italy for o all, almost two decades. I, I was not joking in any he's, way whatsoever. No, I, don't know. I don't think he's joking. Like, this, this is... Like, let's get serious here. Like, this is a real thing that's possible. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it in microphones. And I wrote a book about it. Uh, it's called The Donald. Uh, and, and, and I wanted to talk about that because you were a huge help with this. So I emailed you out of the blue. And to, I, I didn't think you knew anything about wrestling before. <laughs> I have wrestled. You have wrestled? <laughs> <laughs> we are not letting that go. Continue, yeah. even my, if it's a joke. Uh, my wrestling name is Pink Minx. <laughs> Question. Is Minx spelled M-I-N-X? Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> what's, your, what's your finisher? I'm a little bit exaggerating. Um, it's my roller derby name, Pink Minx. Which is kind of like wrestling. No, it's not. There's way more skill involved in roller derby. Uh, the travel schedule is way better. You might be insured. And the outfits are super cute. They are. Well, to be fair, everyone has super cute outfits across both men and women in wrestling. If you're not a fan of pro wrestling, I guess you don't care about politics. So wake up, sheeple. And by sheeple, I mean Bray Wyatt's fireflies. I said that for myself. No one else knows what I'm talking about. Back to Philippa. No, no, no. Back to you, Brandon. Because... 
the reason why when I heard about your book, I was so excited is because, you know, again, I'm an idealist, and it's like, how are we going to, like, we can't accept this. We can't accept what's happening right now. And so we need to figure out, like, it's sort of like this idea of, like, know the enemy. Like, how are we going to be, how are we going to know the enemy so we know how to defeat the enemy? Sure. I've, yeah, his name is uh, Ric Flair, and to defeat Ric Flair, you need Dusty Rhodes. And Allison, my co-host right now, is sighing because she's sick of me talking about this for the past 18 no, months. It's the real thing, Allison. I mean, the thing that re defeated Ric Flair was cocaine, am I right? No, he's still alive. Oh, he's not dead. And okay. according to surprising. The, and according to the <laughs> stupid internet marks, deadlifting 400 pounds. If you believe Ric Flair is deadlifting 400 pounds, you also believe that he slept with Halle Berry, that's what he said last month, and wow. that opponents made him bleed. They're carnies, people. They lie for a living. Realize that. It's, he, anyways. So I understand what you're saying, but I disagree with the point. It's not about acceptance. It it's is, not about... You just I, said we, you won't accept it. Oh, you think we should accept it. Well, it's, it's not about... It, it is. It's the reality. We're in the reality era. It's but reality is not real. We there know we that go. reality TV is not real. There we go. It's scripted. Yeah, I know. But what gets the biggest pops? I'm using wrestling terminology, and I apologize. So you're doing double speak on me, and it's not going to work. I'm not so, doing it on you. No. I, I'm doing it on America because I'm a winner, baby. <laughs> That's what this is. Thank you. Whoever did woo. <laughs> That's how you win. That's a catchphrase. Woo! There you go. That's the first word. That's the first word you need to new, learn in this new America. Woo! You could use it. You could use it for bad things. You could use it for good things, but mostly cool things. I'm gonna use it for good and not evil. You have only done good and not evil. Why do you still try? <laughs> I think it's harder and harder to want to try the older we get. It's easy to be young and idealistic and 21. That's not a knock on anyone's age. I'm no, also. It is because when you were promoting this show tonight, you said, I'm inviting old friends to I've known everyone, join me tonight. I've known everyone on and this show. And now you're bringing it up again. Yeah, because this matters. You three people that are the guests on the show tonight have been doing stuff for more than five years. That says a lot to me. The fact that you haven't given up. That's a good thing. Old is not a bad word. Ric Flair is older than both of us, and he's cooler than both of us. <laughs> old is not a bad thing. So, why? Wow, that's a good question. I'm Thank going to you. skirt the question for a few seconds Feel while free. I think of the answer. I'm going to talk to Allison oh. for a few seconds. Allison, who's your favorite wrestler? Um, It's still Ric Flair. Hell yeah. He's a cool guy. Man, he would does you, a lot of drugs. Would you sleep with Ric Flair? No. You sure? Yes. What about like 1988 Ric Flair? Um, it'd be two, so it'd be kind of weird. <laughs> what about... <laughs> what about time-traveling 1982 AWA Ric Flair? Uh, 82. 82 AWA... Is he still wearing like the, the feathers and oh, whatnot yeah. and the hair? He's not a loser, yeah. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm going to pull up a 1982 Ric Flair. And yeah. I, I know the yeah, answer. Yeah, I need a reference. Oh, hell yeah. Show me those 82 cakes. Done. Okay. <laughs> Philip, back to you. You had some, we just gave you some stalling time. <laughs> um, no, here's the thing. I, <laughs> this is a little bit depressing answer. It's like, 
the world is out of our control to some degree. Mm -hmm. And so we have to wrest control back. And the way we do that is to like make sure that we mitigate the damage that a man like that can do, one. And two, <laughs> we bring art into the equation. I mean, I, I feel kind of hokey saying that, but at the end of the day, like art to me is not, it's not the answer, but it's part of the solution to leading the way forward. Because like, it's about provoking the questions, it's about making things uncomfortable for, the, the, for our world, for, for, for the people around us. It's about making things very uncomfortable. And so I think at the end of the day, it's just about like living our lives according to these artistic principles that are like at the core of our human experience. I feel like I'm getting a little bit too serious no, right now. No, you are not. You're getting but, the exact... Okay, number one, you've just described everything I've been trying to do with this show. And I... That's true. I try to... I intentionally make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm very loud. And I think what I'm doing is the most important art with a capital A. Give yeah. me money, by the way. Number two... <laughs> I wish... I wish people like you and everyone that does amazing stuff like you talked about it with the same passion and conviction people talk about their fantasy football teams. Because if they did... This shit would change everything. You actually make concrete change in in, in, in something that isn't concrete. And I, and I think that's admirable. Well, can I make one more statement? Absolutely. It's, like, it's about each of us doing our piece of, of, the, of the fight, so to speak. Like, I'm ready to fight, but we each have to do it individually, like as citizens. Like, I've been thinking about us as about citizen action, and again, hokey, but if we all do, like, the thing that we're each good at, like, I'm good at throwing dinner parties, so I'm gonna fucking throw dinner parties and figure it out that way, but if you're good at, like, another thing, do that thing, and then it all kind of adds up, and, like, as hokey as that is, I actually think that actually works. It's not hokey at all. It's admirable and wonderful, and, and you're doing... <laughs> The, the best you possibly can. It's, it's admirable. And I, and I hope that, I think you do inspire a lot of kids and a lot of older people and a lot of people much, much older than you. But not Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair is locked in his ways and he's fantastic. He will never change for you or anybody else even though he's probably <laughs> shitting himself on a plane right now. He's an amazing man. You're an amazing woman. You're no Ric Flair, but you're getting there. Charlotte Flair, his daughter, is a fantastic women's champion. We need to respect Charlotte Flair. She is the queen. I know you don't know who that is. We've already established that, that you either. don't care about politics. It's been perfectly clear. Philippa, how can people follow you? How can they find out more about these dinners? You do a lot. What's the easiest way for people to follow you? Um, Pinklineproject.com. But um, I've actually been thinking about starting a new thing called Citizen Innovation Lab. The idea of being like, how do citizens, how do individuals make a difference doing the thing that they're good at doing? And I think that if you do that, it will be successful. And I think if a 20-year-old does it, it won't be successful because you actually have experience and know-how and could get shit done. So, what? Stop saying what? Stop making fun of 20-year-olds? They're not here. They can't get in. Grow up, 20-year-olds. Fuck them, man. It's a shit. And by fuck them, I mean Ric Flair's going to try to have consensual sex with them. Uh, he's a great man. I can't get over you not knowing the amazingness that is Ric Flair. Did you think that when we met six years later, I'd be talking to you about one of the most important wrestlers of all time into a microphone? Because um, I did. 
No, I actually <laughs> did not know that you knew. I, well, okay, honestly, you guys. Um, so I did a salon with Brandon about pro wrestling and Donald Trump, and it blew my mind. Like, honestly, I, I'm going to sort of talk about you for a minute. Is that okay? No. You know, if I don't like it, I just cut it from the podcast at okay, the end okay, of the day. Cool. So. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was the most brilliant thing because at the end of the day, right, like Donald Trump is the entertainer. We all know he's an entertainer. He doesn't actually want to be president. We, we know this. And so when you laid out this idea of Donald Trump as a pro wrestler, it blew my mind. Like it made so much sense to me. And then I understood like this is how we're going to fight Donald Trump. We're going to fight him as a pro wrestler. Like we're going to wrestle with him. Yeah. You need it, to get... it made total sense to me. Oh, so my one note to you. You have the power to do this. Convince The Rock to become a Democrat. And if you do, <laughs> he runs and wins in 2020. Mark Zuckerberg is running in 20. He's not a wrestler. <laughs> he won't win. Philippa, you're fantastic. Follow her. Pink Line Project. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to kick you off because i got other guests. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for this. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Philippa Hughes, everybody. Philippa, thank you. Thank you. Uh, she supports Anthropology, a store that is against LG. LG oh, boy. Really? Yep. No. You can't God. even finish it because it can't be true. It is. You didn't know this about two years ago? I, and like, I, we can. actually do I can't afford to shop there. I'm going to cut that from the show. Coming to the stage <laughs> is another person that I've known for quite a long time, and she also does amazing work and reaches the kids that I just made fun of. Um, I like her, and I am so glad that she agreed to do this show because the first time she agreed to do the show, I don't think she was convinced that she should be doing this show. Because I'm a bad man. Coming to the stage, please put your hands together for Morgan Hunger for West, everybody, Morgan! So Morgan, I've I number one, I'd like to apologize because I didn't ask you how to introduce you before you came to the stage. On a Creative DC, you are billed as Morgan H. West. Uh, in your email, it's Morgan Hungerford West. Right. Occasionally, you're Morgan West. Yes. What is the uh, preferred term, the preferred name for you in a setting like this? Thank you for being so sensitive to it. Um, if we're running short on time, it's Morgan West. Okay. If you have like a lot of <laughs> space in print, it can be Morgan Hungerford West. Okay. But it, Morgan H. West generally is like kind of gets everything in there. What if it's not print and I'm talking into a microphone? Saying H is like a weird thing. Yeah. So I would just say Morgan West. Okay. Yeah. Or Hungerford West. It depends on how much energy you have. I have the most energy. <laughs> Hungerford West. Fantastic. Morgan Jeanette Hungerford West. Oh, Jeanette. Oh. Do you ever wish Jeanette was your first name? No. You Do could you go know? by Jeanette. I, I, yeah. Do you? But I mean, you've been have Morgan forever, so I mean, right. Morgan fits too, but yeah. Well, you know when you're like you're a kid and there's like a second where you like try to change your name? Like I went to camp one time, I was like, you can call me Jeannie. And that, I like forgot. Jeanette though, why Jeanette? Yeah. Is that your mom's maiden name? It was my grandmother's name. I love that. I don't know any Jeanettes. No. I know too no many Morgans. <laughs> Jeanette's a great name. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You, what? I'm going to throw compliments at you now. Thank you. You. I'm here for it. So you are maybe, you're definitely the biggest champion of DC culture that does not get paid to be the biggest champion of DC culture. 
Is that fair to say? I there are a lot of people I think in that arena. Name one. Philippa. Okay. <laughs> Philippa is charging a hundred dollars a plate at these dinner parties. That's a JK. She's not. No, but Philippa does. Philippa does. Now I gotta insult somebody to make somebody else no, feel good. No, don't do that. There's a lot of, and I will say, there's actually a lot of amazing women in the city who. And I wouldn't continue. <laughs> straight white male. That's right. Putting forth <laughs> like really amazing efforts in terms of like media. There's a lot of men doing the same. Um, I feel very. I feel like I'm in a good pocket of people. Yeah. Who are working. On so that. you launched a Creative DC over a year ago, a little over a year ago. Actually, like two years. And a day. Oh my gosh, I apologize. It's been, it's no, been a while. Fine. So, uh, you are able to rally very diverse groups of people, younger, older, whatever. People seem to like what you do. People seem to use what you do to make their lives better. What was the impotence for the launch of A Creative DC? Um, so, well, honestly, it was just kind of, it was, it was that group of people. It was kind of, so I started blogging in DC, like, 11 years ago, which in the internet time is like a very, 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 very long time. Um, and, you know, now, like when I'm filling out like grant applications or I'm like public speaking or like trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, I'm like, I have been promoting creative economy in the district for over a decade. But I started blogging because I there were no street style blogs in D.C. and I was really tired of hearing people say that no one in D.C. had any style or yada yada. So it really sort of came from this place of like needing something to point to when people talk shit on D.C., essentially. Do you think people talk as much shit on D.C.? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, ultimately, kind of, like, what it comes down to is D.C. culturally is, like, just not part of the narrative of the city. So I think, like, people are not only necessarily, some, if they're not talking shit, they're just not talking about it at all. And there's just, like, an incredible amount of things going on here. Do you think groups like Events D.C. help or hurt or they're completely indifferent and what you're trying to do is just separate from that? Like uh, uh, the, like DC Cool and Events DC and, and, and paid or be g giant budgets of people. Giant budgets. Do you think that's impacting what you do at all, or is it just completely separate? So it's not even. No, you're not I even mean pay money honestly, here's the thing. Like DC is not one note, like by any stretch of the imagination. So I think that we do need different arms of like media, and we need people with big budgets, and we need people who have no budgets, and we need like everything in between. You champion a lot of people with no budgets. Yeah. That's good. Do you think the scene is healthier now than it was eight years ago, or worse, or are you in fear of the next four years? Um, I mean, I'm not in fear of the next four years other than, like, existentially and, like, you know, security, you know, all the things we should be afraid about. I don't think that's existential. No, it's not. But I, I in terms of, like, the creative culture in D.C., it has been here for a very long time. It's not going anywhere, and I actually think, like, kind of amazing things come from the creative Where are you from? I'm fr I grew up in Alexandria. So you're from here? I'm from the area. She's not. VA. You're not from here. I'm not really. I mean, I'm not from here. Virginia. I don't think I don't think I'm here unless Obama's the president. I don't think a lot of the people that I know are here unless Obama's the president. Are you worried about the next that's kind of where I'm getting at. Are you worried the next four years are going to bring people that maybe you don't care about what you do? Um, no, because here's what I'm going to say about D.C. is like, we, I feel like when you work in 
the creative realm, whether you're an artist or whether you do like creative consulting or like whatever, it's like you're kind of preaching to the choir. And DC is a place where a lot of people are here. And I don't even want to say it's transit because I think like so many more people are staying. Like we're about to hit 680,000 people like in terms of population. So like I'm not, like these people are here. People have had roots for forever. There are people who have moved here. Like it's no longer as transient as it was. Okay. So I think that. I want you to be right. I want to be right too. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I also think that what we have that we have not had in a number of years is like a national narrative about DC creative culture. And it is right now based on the food scene. It is, for sure. Um, But the awesome thing about that is like we're talking about like a diverse food scene. So like this year is bad scene is like right up the street. So we're talking about, you know, previously marginalized communities. Like these, these are the people who are getting press. You know what I mean? Sure. So this is sort of like a beautiful kind of ripple effect to the rest of the creative economy. So if there's one thing worth paying attention to here, there's more things. Let's give some attention to the younger people that are main contributors to what you do. Who are some of the younger artists that you think people like me and anybody over 30 maybe doesn't know about that should know about? Yeah, there there are so many. Give me <laughs> two names. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to shout out two young women who I've worked with in a bunch of different I'd cities. prefer if it was straight white men. I know you would. <laughs> But I'm just gonna bleep over the names when you say them, so just go nuts. It's fine. You you do have the power in this situation. Thank you. Um, Once again, every situation. Right. Me. You. Continue, please. Um, Tenbita Solomon. Okay. Um, she goes by Trap Bob. So we work with her a lot. She is so awesome. Um, actually, her sister Makita um, has worked on the Creative DC project for probably the last year. But Tinvita goes by Trap Bob. She does like these amazing illustrations and a lot of it's like music influence. She actually just did some um, like i like phone background downloads that you can get on her website. Trap Bob. Trap Bob. Cool. Do you know who Bob the Drag Queen is? I love Bob the Drag Queen. I love Bob the Drag Queen. Because you don't care about culture. RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race is the most important show in our modern era. Yeah. This is not a joke. Everything that you love in 20 years are going to be stealing from RuPaul's goddamn Drag Race. Yeah, I'm, uh, RuPaul's a goddamn Emmy winner. He's lived through everything. Continue. Trap Pop sounds fantastic. We'll get to it later. Katya's amazing. Kat- 2017 <sighs> year of the real Russian woman, Katya. She's also a prostitute. She's fantastic. Katya, everybody. Check out Katya. Trap Bob sounds perfect. Trap Bob. Trap Bob sounds like something I'd really be into. Give me another yeah, person. Yeah, great. Okay, and then the other um, young woman I would love to shout out, and again, there are so many, they're infinite, but uh, Marima Rapesa. Okay. She is, um, she's DMV as well. I think both of these ladies actually live in Maryland, um, and they're both probably 20, 20, 20 to 24. And um, Marima Rapesa does a lot of like politically influenced art. She did like a really awesome like adult coloring book that is just filled with beautiful, provo- like, provocative sketches. And just love it. I think I should get a round of applause for not making a Ric Flair joke when she said provocative, young women, and all those things. So uh, It's lost on me anyways. Perfect. So, um, yeah. that, could you please say her name again? Marima. Marima? And she goes by Mary Mart. That's easier to Google. Mary Mart? Mary Mart. Mary Mart. So Trap Bob and Mary Mart. You got it. That's wonderful. And I think more people need to be doing what you're doing. How can people get involved with A Creative DC? 
Um, or if you don't want people involved. You all, we would love to have people involved. And what is what I really do dig about the project is you can get involved very tangentially. Like we are literally on your phone at a Creative PC. Um, on Twitter, we're largely talking about like events and reposting like creative content. One of the things that both you and Philippa do is you make the internet not as depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I work at Brightest Young Things, so I'm a wash. So <laughs> sometimes I'm real happy, but most of the times it's just real sad and angry. So I'm trying to get away from the anger <laughs> and more towards uh, champion Katya, the real woman. 2017 is her year. Mm-hmm. Right. You seriously don't watch Drag Race? No. It's I don't. I'm gonna. I, I mean, I've heard it's amazing. I might get too personal. I might cut this, but you and your husband live near my wife and I. Yeah. And I see you and your husband all the time. I saw your husband in the grocery store the other day. Uh, it might have been like it was whatever. It doesn't matter. And he was telling me he got a new video game system, and he's like talking yeah. to his like cousin or, or, or nephew. Our nephew, yeah. He, and he's in the UK, and it yeah. made me so happy, and it made me reconsider buying a video game system. But then I realized I don't have any family, so if I'm just talking to 12-year-olds across the <laughs> sea, that's weird, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you can't do that. So he plays with my like online like shooting games that's... with my nephew, and he's, they live in London. And he said there is like no shame like being like taunted by a 13-year-old kid with a British so, accent. So great. And here's the thing. I'm never going to be able to do that for legal reasons, but I do think that you will love Drag Race. I, I have no doubt. So if you and your husband are ever interested in coming over and hearing me yell about how great a show is, specifically RuPaul's Drag Race, and we could watch it together. I'd love that. And if you don't want to do that because I'm a loud abrasive man, I completely understand. <laughs> and you don't want to have a, a straight white man mansplain drag race to you. I get that. <laughs> I get it. But I'm just throwing the invitation out there. I think what you do is an important asset to this city. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to remind myself that you exist and that Philippa exists and, and the work that you're doing is good. And it makes not, not just DC, but. The world, a better place. Well, in all honesty, right back at you. I mean, I loved what you were talking about with Philippa about why do you keep doing what you're doing. And because, I mean, there's just so much, like, consistency is something that I think is, like, not given enough credence to. Yeah. And you have to be, like, a little crazy to kind of, like, go down these routes where you're like, yeah, I'm going to, once a month, I'm going to come, like, sit on this stage. I gotta say, I admire all of your patience. I've been following all of you since I graduated college, what, She's like, eight years ago? She's much both of you. She's yeah. much younger. I've been following <laughs> all of you, and I'm just like, you guys are just so persistent and smart and kind and, like, really involved with what you're doing, so and, I'm and, glad to be part of this show, and I'm, and I'm glad I'm, like, the, near these I'm two women. I'm gonna jump on this compliment You're amazing. Train. All of you are great. Women. Put together, you're not as good as one half of Ric Flair. Get better. <laughs> Woo! There you go. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. It was so nice. Mm. Because if you're a half as good as Ric Flair... Uh, that was actually a compliment. Huge compliment. Aww. You're not, but you can get there. Okay. So close. If I just continue... He's the dirtiest player in the on. game. Yeah. Don't soldier on cheap, motherfuckers. That's what it's about. Again, just lost. I know you don't care about politics. You need to. So, people can follow A Creative DC. They're, your biggest mark is clearly Instagram. Yes. You, you are... Absolutely. Yeah. Instagram, A Creative DC. You can opt in and share your perspective using the hashtag. Oh, I like your mailing list the most. 
I prefer you. the mailing list over the Instagram. Thank you. I love our newsletter as well. You can sign up for that on the website. It's very helpful, and it's not nearly as annoying as other mailing lists. I That is like the ultimate highest compliment. I love a newsletter. I'm like obsessed with putting this thing together. I like, I will not delegate it. It is, it's it, my like me time. I love it. Which again, because I'm like insane and I just like continue these projects for just, I started it, gotta finish it. And there's gotta no, gotta go on forever. And there's literally no way to finish it. No. Fantastic. Yeah. That's life, everybody. Please put your hands together for Morgan Jeanette West. Not Hungerford, Morgan Jeanette, MJW. I'll take it. You're wonderful. Thank you for doing this. I hope it was less painful than the first time. Slightly. All right. Fantastic. Alice and I are going to chat for a few minutes before Haywood comes up here. Hey, because, buddy. Uh, we're going to do the segment we usually do at the top of the show, but we pushed it back because okay. I wanted to get these wonderful people up here. So They're all great. This might be my favorite show we've done in a while. Thanks for negating a whole three years Sorry. of shows we've been doing together. Well, you met your fucking boyfriend at one of our shows. I did. And our one year anniversary is what in two weeks. Isn't that great? Yay. He's nice. Is this show better than the show that you met your boyfriend? I'm less drunk, so yeah. Party. Why are you? <laughs> that, that's the real question. Why are you less drunk? Um, I had a burrito today. Fantastic. Uh, was yeah. it a vegan burrito? It was, actually. They have vegan burritos here at uh, Wonderland Ballroom. They have diet cheese. Mm, that's tapioca pudding. Or tapioca, whatever. Anyway, the cheese was vegan. All right. I like that side eye. Is that going to make it the podcast? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, are, what did you want to talk about tonight? Um. Well... I'm a little thrown off the orders changed. I was going to start it with RuPaul's Drag Race because I thought I was going to be late because I just finished RuPaul's All-Stars 2, um, which is amazing. My only New Year's resolution was to make sure that I was constantly caught up on RuPaul's Drag Race. And am I? Yes, you I are. I am. I did it. Yes, you are. I now. did it. I stuck to my New Year's resolution now. five days in, killing it. Now. Boom. Now. Huh? Are you listening to What's the Tea? I don't have time for that. Bullshit, you don't. It's a podcast. Uh-huh. What are podcasts? Do people listen to those? <laughs> <laughs> comedy. 2017 is comedy. No? Gotcha. All right. Thank you. She's amazing. That's right. Yo, I thought she was getting shit on real hard. Uh, what's her name? Roxy Andrews. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Okay. Hold Fifi, on. Hold on. Fifi O'Hara. Stop. Fucking stop. terrible. Agreed with that part. But yeah. stop. Stop about Roxy. Roxy knew she was terrible. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Roxy well, whatever. Knew. She's like, I don't belong here. I don't like, belong here. But like, I'm gonna slide in. Yeah. Like, she should have just like gone home. No, no, you can't. She, do that. That's what the no, door's you, for. You can't do that. You can that's, leave. That's that's what those boots were stupid. made for. Walking. That is stupid. What is? No, here's what. White man yelling. First time that's ever happened. 2017. Hi, buddy. Hey. So, the, <laughs> you take the stance of my wife on this, and I mm -hmm. get that stance. I totally She's get a cool stance. lady. Introduce me to my boyfriend, you know? I know. I so, like her. Here's the issue with that. Hmm? If you do that, then you get the Adore Delano tag, and you seem like a quitter. Roxy was smart because even in the finale, they're like, Roxy, just go home after the first challenge. And yeah. that was brilliant. She's like, oh, I know. I should not be here. She's like, I should go home. Exactly. So that made her even more likable. Now, I understand mm. all the people. No, I understand that face. And mm. I understand that reaction. 
But you have to understand from Roxy's perspective why she couldn't just quit. You She's like, what? maybe I'll get some money for like just getting there. No. That's right. Oh, bullshit. Dude. Yeah. Did you see, did you watch the Alaska music video post Drag Race All-Stars? No, Game? I'm not that invested. You will watch it and love it because <laughs> all of this is in that video. There's really? a Last Supper scene with all of your favorite queens. Oh my God. Is so Bob good. the Drag Queen in it? No, because Bob the Drag Queen was not in that season. Oh, that's unfortunate. But so. I will say that like, uh, I did like that uh, Big Frida made an appearance. You better pick, get that chair. I'm get that chair. You so, gotta get that chair. Big Frida. Big Frida's amazing. Big Frida's Christmas album. Yes. Yes. Big Frida and Gucci Mane made a Christmas album in 2016. Yes. Everybody says it's a bad year, but those two things happened. Yeah, we had to lose Prince and David Bowie and a bunch of other people for that to happen. But like Gucci Mane and Big Frida made a Christmas album. Yeah. Separately. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you don't need to listen to every single What's the Tea, but <laughs> just hear me out. You will love the Katya episode. I love Katya. That's right. She's fantastic. That's right. Fantastic. Katya has over 100 separate YouTube videos that are well produced that you could easily watch in three days in a row, which I've done. <laughs> you will fall in a Katya hole. 2017, year of the real Russian woman who's also a prostitute, Katya. She's fantastic. On that episode of What's the Tea? Yes. She talks about how she turned tricks in Boston. It's amazing. Like as Katya or? Exactly. Oh. Come on. Literally. Wonderful. Come on. This is fantastic. Literally. Who knew there were such gifts in this world? Katya. Katya. That's right. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up, guys. I understand. Fifi O'Hara is terrible. Oh, yeah, clearly. We're I on the same bitch. Yeah, you could hate that bitch. All sure. day. Oh, motherfucker's doing like cosplay now. Dude, fuck her. That's right. Fuck her all She's day. She's like doing drag. I want to kick her little troll ass down the stairs. You and everybody else. Oh my God. A what you a little snake. That's right. Have we met Tatiana in real life yet? You know she's around town. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, February show, whatever. Okay, done. Done. We'll, we'll ask her. Okay. Actually, no. On our February show is uh, Shea Van Horn, who also performs under the name Summer Camp. So Summer Camp will be here oh, next name. month. Do you know Summer Camp? No. Summer Camp's uh, one of the best. I'm surprised Summer Camp hasn't been on Drag Race yet. She's. I do know Summer Camp. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So we'll, I do. We'll ask Summer this Camp. This is fantastic. Slash I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Trump's America is going to be great. Drag Race is going to have a whole new meaning. <laughs> Aww. That could be good. Coming to the stage is the biggest drag race fan in all of Washington, D.C. This is the best. We do a segment called Color Commentary, and it makes everyone real uncomfortable, except Allison and I, because we're better than everyone else put together, except Ric Flair. Come in the stage, <laughs> please put your hands together for Haywood Turnip Seed Jr., everybody. Haywood! Hey! This is your seat. Haywood's hey, hey, a huge drag race fan, so the I, I really want to know his opinions on all these things. I, I'm still tripping that Big Frida got a Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Man had one. It's like, like, put your booty around the Christmas tree or something. Uh, it was amazing. Shake uh. the jingle balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a jingle, 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 jingle? Uh, I knew like Chance the Rapper and Gucci <laughs> Man had one. Like, Gucci's is like, yo, I'm bringing snow for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I see why you call them doctors because it's an Indian and an Asian at the table. <laughs> I was wondering why do you call them doctors? I was like, they could be like nurses or like biomedical techs. And I was like, oh, that guy's Indian and that other guy's Asian. Yeah, they're doctors. 
Jesus. Hey, oh, welcome to Trump's America, where even black people can be racist. <laughs> Guess y'all ain't heard about the white van. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you excited about anything? Oh man, let's start with Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. And then I was thinking, like, what are we going to talk about? Because I wanted to like come in, like, I, you know, it's just been like I actually played Santa Claus over Christmas for some people. I saw that so great. Oh wow. man, I went against my religion and shit. It was awesome. <laughs> 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 oh, it, was, it was cool. The kids were happy. They made the Grinch's heart go three sizes that day. And it was fun, man. So I came in and I was like, okay, dig it. This is going to be the last show that you do where Obama has been president. Like, all the shows we've done together and all the shows that you, well, you've done some where Obama wasn't president. That's right. But, like, all the shows I've done with you, Obama has been president. Correct. So the next show we do, Obama won't be president. And I wanted to just stay happy. So I wanted to stay focused on that because, you know, we got a whole lot of shit to talk for the next. I'm hoping two years, but for the next four years. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. You say 12, 12. nigga. Take that one off of that. I'm hoping 12. he died in office. 12, 12 years. I'm showing up hoping that Kentucky Fried Chicken gave him a heart attack. 12. Oh, by the way, Edward Snowden is getting fucking KFC ads. Like, he's doing KFC ads on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He is. Follow Snowden on Twitter. It's all in Russian, but hey. <laughs> Eat this chicken. Bob Dylan got more shit for doing a Victoria's Secret commercial at the age of 55 than Edward Snowden got shit for doing a KFC's product placement in Twitter. Bob Dylan won a Peace Prize. Like, a Nobel one. Yeah. Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize winner should not do... Like, you don't see fucking... Obama doing <laughs> commercials when he gets out of office. Eat this Popeyes. <laughs> it's the best thing about Adams Morgan. <laughs> Is it open yet? No, not yet. But it will be because that nigga moving over there. <laughs> I'm gonna live. 1.2 miles from Obama. Yes, and how many? And, uh, oh, that means your girl is moving over there too. Don't refer to her as my girl. Don't refer to our new queen as my girl. Ivanka, our new queen. Fuck that uh. shit. My queen is sitting right next to me. Hey, queen. Hi, boom. My queen is Beyonce. I'm getting in formation. My queen is Katya, a, a real Russian prostitute woman. I've had those. If they pee standing up, that is not. Watch them when they pee standing up. That's all I need to tell. What's wrong? Wait, what's wrong with that? Why are, you, why are you close-minded? <laughs> I'm not close-minded. I'm just saying, if you piece that enough, I didn't pay for that. That is not. That's a trick I didn't pay for. Gotcha. Now, that's the Kimberrell joke. Hey, oh, waka, waka, waka. You guys need to watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, what am I happy about right now? <laughs> Thank you. That's the Kimberrell. Papa. Okay, okay. That's how we do this show. So what am I happy about right now? So I was like, what am I going to talk about that's like racial? Because I was like, I feel feeling good. I got these good vibes. I've got this hangover from New Year. What's going on in the world? How can I talk about hatred and racism? And then I was like, I really, and then a couple of friends, yeah, I was talking to some people. And I was like, we'll talk about the, the van incident in Chicago. And I was like, no, nah, I want to stay away from that. That's really ugly. That's not a good situation. Then Yahoo Finance. <laughs> my, my fucking friends at Yahoo. Oh, I thought, first of all, Yahoo is a search engine that who fucking uses Yahoo anymore? The only who uses Yahoo are people in Sweden who actually go, Yahoo! You over there, bring me some chocolate. But <laughs> Yahoo Finance tweets, and I do quote, they tweet, Trump wants a much nigger Navy. Here's how much it'll cost. 
Now, I did my research. I have a keyboard, the N and the B are right next to each other. I get that, I get that. QWERTY is fucked up. I watched the movie The Imitation Game, that shit fucks you up. If you don't know a keyboard, I get it. I'm saying you could use a Google keyboard, that shit's crazy, a Gboard. But you got, you got, what do you call these people? You have uh, fact checkers, you guys, Philip, we're talking about that. You got people who check facts. Like, don't nobody, I check my tweets before I send my tweets out. So they said it was a mistake. Yahoo rescinded it. But thanks to black Twitter, <laughs> my friends, all 25 of them, we now know what it means to have a nigga navy. So the funniest thing that I've seen all fucking year long, and this is what, day six, seven? Six, day six. The funniest thing all year, please, when you leave here or while you're sitting there with your smartphone, hash, Google hashtag nigga navy. <laughs> what does it take to be in a nigga navy, you ask? What is a nigga navy? Well, we have little way to thank cash money is an army, better yet a navy. We have Rihanna, who has her navy. And then you have all these black folks who was like, you know what? We gonna go and take Yahoo. They drug Yahoo on fucking Twitter. <laughs> Yahoo has been dragging through the mucky muck of racism on fucking Twitter. So I'm sorry, white people, you guys aren't racist. Yahoo is fucking racist. <laughs> and Thank my you. black folks let them know. Thank you for apologizing. No, not to you. You, you got me last, you racist. <laughs> All these women on here being so progressive. What's wrong with you? So a friend, so people said, what does it take to be in the nigga Navy? So a general in the nigga Navy says, no. The nigga, nigga Navy says, if you buck. Oh what does it mean to be in the nigga Navy? When the USS All Lives Matter is sinking. <laughs> the nigga Navy is sitting there going, mm-hmm. Eating Popeye chicken with red solo cups. <laughs> Thank you at Hello from Mars. <laughs> then there's a picture of someone dodging the nigga Navy. He's sitting there looking like me. <laughs> and then one of the funniest things it says, Trump, we gotta go to war. The captain goes, You got gas money? This is the nigga Navy. <laughs> this is the nigga Navy. Another question is, do you have to swim in order to be a part of the nigga Navy? <laughs> Another question was, didn't the nigga Navy bring us over here? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is hilarious. You can laugh if you want. I know you think you don't have to, but you got to. Because here's a question that the nigga, the Pentagon says, we can't find a target on radar. The nigga Navy goes, nah, if I go in this water and find it, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> I've never heard you laugh so sincerely. And I've known it for one. six years. This is from my man, Atrey Taylor. He goes, Trump, we're sending our battleships to Russia. The nigga Navy, who all over there? <laughs> then there's a picture of my girl, what's her name, the one trying to marry to uh, Rob? She left Rob. China. China. Black China. Black China. She's sitting there talking to a phone. Are you still sending encrypted messages or what? You ain't never seen until you seen Black Sonar. The nigga Navy also goes, you remember Friday? You remember the father from Friday? Well, there's a meme with the picture of the father from Friday goes, why every time I'm in the ocean, you in the ocean? <laughs> and then there's another one going, how come you got stuff that don't match? Every time I'm here, you got life, no jackets. <laughs> 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 oh. 
My God. Then they got a battleship after income tax season. It is a tricked out yacht. It is a yacht. I love it. I was like, and then they also have a picture of Rachel Dolezal. Remember her from 2016? Yes. She served in the nigga Navy. Beyonce asked him to show up, and everybody in the nigga Navy showed up like an episode of RuPaul Drag. <laughs> Morse code in the nigga Navy is beatboxing. The USA says, we're going to war in five minutes. I'll have to thank my man, Black Hellfinger, for this one. The USA says, we're going to war in five minutes. The nigga Navy says, all right, but my mama said I got to be home by 10.30. <laughs> my funniest, the funniest one is, crew goes, we need more missiles. The admiral goes, you got more missile money? <laughs> you guys must not know no niggas. I'm sorry. You guys. So, Haywood. Yes. I can't contribute to this segment in any way. Oh, you better not say nigga. <laughs> but there's one for you. When you want to get some nigga Navy tweets off, but you have to settle for the N-word Navy. <laughs> At the Donald. What color is nigga navy? Is that a darker shade of blue? <laughs> so it sounds like you're excited about the next I four years. I love it. Because the nigga navy only gonna have four white people. Eminem, Justin Timberlake, Bernie Sanders, and Tommy from Power. <laughs> I love how uncomfortable everybody is right now. <laughs> nigga, the nigga navy is the funniest thing I have seen. This is amazing to me. It is like... And this is what we have to do, right? This is, this, is, this is the problem. See, the white people ain't laughing, and this is what makes me ask the question. How did y'all ever take over this country? How did you take over this country without a sense of humor? Because you have to be able to laugh at shit. Like, they threw us lemons when they gave us Donald Trump. But we making lemonade out of this shit. This, the next two years are going to be hilarious. 12, 12. No. 12. Let's settle on 3.5. 12. <laughs> Man, that's not that. He can't even be president 12. He had to go in, change shit. And I'm not voting for that. Oh, wait, I live in D.C. 12. My whole, the whole thing is, you got to be able to laugh and stuff. So, you, 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 Yahoo made a mistake, a big one, or they didn't. That's the facts. People voted for Trump, voted for their insurance premiums, or they didn't. Those are the facts. Like Philippa said, she's going to sit and eat dinner with Trump supporters. I had dinner with Trump supporters last Sunday. I called it brunch. <laughs> Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I don't trust that man. One of y'all, I'm sorry, not right now. You are, you, Chris Kelly and your wife is cool. But, uh, but the rest of you, like, like the white boy y'all sitting with, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. He go to G, he go to G, G, George Mason. That's all white. I don't know nothing about. Even the basketball team got white players. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Haywood. We're a big Duke, uh, we're a big Duke supporter. Yeah, here, David right? Duke, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> How this nigga come out for, after the election? He goes, "Hey, this is a great one for our people." Who you talking about, Americans? But th the thing is, this this is like it's it's, it's 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 an ugly situation. Republicans don't want to be called racist. White people are like, "Hey, I didn't vote for that. I just voted for this. I voted for this. I voted for this." A, Senate, uh, 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 a sheriff in Massachusetts said the other day. We would like to send our inmates down south to help Trump build that wall. That's called slave labor. I don't know if you guys seen 13th running on Netflix right now, but that is literally slave labor. Using inmates to build something that they don't want to. First of all, what's to stop them niggas from going to Mexico while they're right there? 
And how? I'm be serious. I'm gonna fuck. I mean, think about it. Like, I'm, oh, you, build, you want me to build a wall in Mexico? Hell yeah, I'm signing up. Nigga, why? Are you serious? And then, and then you got the brown people in jail. You go, do you, you want them to build a wall to keep out their cousins? This is the kind of bullshit that we have to listen to for the next maybe 12, 12 years. 12 years. If, if, if he's right. So, like Philippa said, we have to fight. And like you said, we got to fight like Ric Flair fight. This ain't no bullshit fight. This ain't no like, hey, man, you know what? I, I dig it, Philip, but let's sit and talk to them and eat. But I hope you put some poison in their fucking food. <laughs> I do. And if you're not poison, at least make the chicken fried. I mean, <laughs> make them eat with their fingers or some shit. Because these are people who like, they don't, these people don't want to give up privilege. Yeah, I know. Here's what privilege is. I'm the oldest of my family. I'm privileged enough to have had my parents' love before my brothers and sisters. That makes them just a little bit jealous of me. You know what privilege is? That makes me step back and let them go and be better at everything else than I ever was. Because being, being seen is important to them. It's not as important to me. So <clears throat> what I think right now is that we need more jokes like nigga Navy because we gonna get more mistakes like nigga Navy. We're gonna get more bullshit like, hey, Trump is saying, hey, I think the blacks, the blacks, the blacks, talking about people like they're a, just a dis, like they're not even people. I'm a human being, I'm not a black. I'm not a black man. Being a black man is a definition of me. It does not define me. I am a hue man, meaning a colorful man. That's what hue is. You have no color, you suck. <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> a slave, motherfucker. So, <laughs> so, so, just, anyway. So, you, you gotta be able to laugh at this shit because your sense of humor, Mel Brooks said this, and, and a lot of my uh, Jewish friends understand this. What, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Yiddish phrase. What soap is to the body, laughter is to the soul. And Mel Brooks said this, humor, your sense of humor is a defense against the universe. And the universe is coming down on us right now, by the universe of the U.S. government. They're coming down, they want to lock shit down, they want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. They nominated Jeff Sessions to be, what, what is that, Attorney General? This motherfucker was too racist for Ronald Reagan. I don't know if you guys know who Ronald Reagan was, but he was like the devil. <laughs> like, like, if you, like the actual devil, like Ronald Wilson Reagan means 666. Like this mother, like he was the devil. Like he dropped the bomb on people in America, like hey, fuck them niggas. And then he goes like, hey Jeff Sessions, you a little bit too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> if he was too racist for Reagan, and he's nominated for attorney general, this is some bullshit. So we're looking at a lot of bullshit right now. We're looking at the, uh, uh, I saw a picture today. Uh, it was the Dr. Evil and his crew, and then Paul Ryan and his crew, and they were doing the exact same laugh. And I'm like, okay, so right now we gotta battle the most evil people in the world. So we have got to fight with all we have. All I have is laughter. I have a sense of humor. And you will not take that from me. You know what they did to slaves? Here's something about slavery. There's a little thing called the laughing barrel. You guys ever heard of the laughing barrel? If a slave wanted to laugh, they had to put their head in a barrel because a white person would just get uncomfortable going, what's so funny, nigga? Oh. Yeah. So imagine a nigga like me with a laugh like I have being a slave. <laughs> What's he so happy about? Nothing, boss. That's how they used to have us. Now, what am I so happy about? You only got two more years, motherfucker. 12. 
So like that book you wrote called The Dono, I also listened to a trial Thanks called Plus. And they have a song called The Dono. And this motherfucker and these motherfuckers will not stop me. I will not go gently into that good night. I will not let Yahoo off on that bullshit. You do have fucking fact checkers, and you know you sent that tweet out that said nigga Navy. But guess what? Black Twitter is on it, and my niggas is on it. And if we have got to stay here to show and prove to you that we own this like you do, fuck it. I'm in. That's how I feel about this shit. That's how I feel about uh, uh, 120. That's how I feel about uh, uh, what a joke. It's because this shit is a joke. This fucking here's the thing about America. I'm glad it's called the U.S. because all we got is us. Thank you for that. That was a that was a Popeyes moment. <laughs> I just got a mm. that was a sick that was a signifier. Uh, two months ago, we talked about you running for local office. Nope. Last month we talked about. You I will run for admiral of the nigga navy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, you imagine doing the Cadillac pulling up to another nigga name? Hey, man, what you got? You just gave a stump speech. <laughs> I got this bow coming at you, son. I still think you should run for local office. Here's why I, I, I wouldn't run for office, because you got to have some kind of goddamn sense. You should have some sense. You do? No, I don't. I don't. Shut I don't. Up. If I had any sense, I wouldn't be a comedian. That's fair. That's or father, or I would have moved a long time ago. <laughs> that also makes sense. I agree with two of those things, it's, but not one of them. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's cra- the world is crazy, and it's getting crazier, and people are on crazy pills, and only a few people are saying. You keep calling people sheeple, and you're absolutely right. Either we're going to fall for this and fall for the banana in the tailpipe, or we're not. Either we're going to say these people are fucking racist fools, or we're not. You can eat dinner with Trump supporters. You can eat dinner with Trump supporters. I can't. Hold on, really quick. I want to make it clear that I was at a media dinner, so I, somebody else was paying for my tab. That's cool. I, I can't. You a Trump supporter? I'm out. Yeah, but... That, no, you don't understand. That's how I feel. I am out. Fuck you. See, now, th- here's where you and I are always going to disagree. Because you white and I'm black. That's exactly right. Number one... Number I don't have that luxury, Brandon. Well... Here. I don't have the luxury of saying, welcome, because I don't look like them. Stop. You're not wrong, but... I know. <laughs> If I can get a free meal out of it, if I can get free drinks out of it, I will play that. Slayers got free meals. <laughs> they wanted them healthy. <laughs> they did. People think I'm joking. People fucking they wanted slaves to be healthy as shit. They wanted them to be as big and as happy and as bustful as they could be. Sure. But they just wanted them to laugh in a barrel. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so next time you go to the National African American History Museum and carry out. Have you been to the museum yet? That fucking kitchen is awesome. Let me tell you something. They have this room, right? Okay, so have you been there yet? All right, so they have this whole area that depicts slavery, and it's sad. Then they have this room filled with slave tears. It's fucking amazing. I was like, I don't even know how you got these slave tears. It's just a a waterfall, and it's just tears. It's just just your soul coming out. Then as soon as you walk out, they have a kitchen. And in that kitchen, they have chicken. After collecting slave tears, all the fuck I need it's is not some chicken tears, shit. It's just condensation. Okay. I'm just saying it's the, imagine, it's the feeling Lord of mercy. tears. It's a trail. It's a trail that leads to the kitchen. The <laughs> <laughs> I know we got there. We get we got sad. We got sad real quick. But they have chicken at the African American History Museum, and they have a, a and, and this is how amazing chicken is to black people. They ran out of it on the first day. How the fuck do you run out of chicken at the African American History Museum? They should have chickens running around the goddamn African American history museum. They should have chicken. They should have a goddamn chicken coop going. Get that one right there. Let me show you how. <laughs> they should have chick. They should have chick. This should be the fucking symbol: chicken and watermelon. 
Watermelon is amazing. Here's the thing about watermelon. People think watermelon is a bad thing. Watermelon became a stereotype. That was because black folks who couldn't read didn't understand that they were being made fun of. One of the first, one of the best things that black people could do when they got free from slavery was aggregate. Agriculture like a motherfucker. This is what like HBCUs, uh, uh, I'll call ANTs, agriculture and technology, because that was the stuff that was down for us. So a lot of people took, they took watermelon seeds and they started making watermelons and they, not making watermelons, growing watermelons and started getting rich. And white folks didn't like that. And then they said, let's make fun of you. And then they made us sad. I say, take it back. Take back the black. I'm taking back chicken. I'm taking back watermelon. And I'm taking back my laugh. And if I'm not taking it back to Africa, I'm keeping it right here and I'm laughing at Donald Trump's face when he loses 2020. I don't, me personally, I don't care why you voted for Trump. You did. Fuck you. Whoa! 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 Um, we have one minute left. I'm gonna, uh, uh, so, I'm gonna, there's gonna be plugs and then we're gonna do something else. Yeah, I'm going to be doing the Bob Mitzvah tomorrow. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Chris Kelly and I wrote a book. It's called The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. It is available for sale uh, as an audiobook, as in an e-book uh, at DonaldTrumpIsAWrestler.com. And here tonight, we are selling it on orange USB drives for obvious reasons. <laughs> it's $10 a pop. Uh, also, we always ask for $5 for every show because Ian Mackay asked for $5 and we think that's fair. That being said, I'm going to change that in the future because Ian Mackay didn't drink and I do and I'm a cool bro, so I need to have more money. Um, <laughs> Chris, you willing to do this? I like that. I like that. Chris is going to walk around with a pitcher. If you could put $5 or more into that, I'd be very appreciative. All the money will be split evenly between all the performers. If you want to buy a book, come talk to me after the show. I, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank you, 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 and you. I want to thank Haywood for doing this show because if there's one thing that we could unite behind, it's all lives matter. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It no, works. Number, number two, I want to thank Allison for doing this show. Coming out to do this every single month and seeing you makes me want to do this show. And the same goes for you. This is exactly why I have this show. I like to catch up with people I like and I like to talk into microphones, and I like to make other people shut the fuck up while we talk, because what we have to say is the most important thing. Fuck yeah, it is. Thank you for, for Allison for yeah, agreeing that all lives matter. Number <laughs> <laughs> They do. I want to... I want to... All black lives matter. All of the matters. All the lives all matter. All black lives <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank um, uh, Morgan Hungerford West, I, and I want to thank Philip Hughes, because... They are two of the biggest champions of, of DC art, and they've been doing this for a long time. And I mean Whoa, that. Oh, big up! They were very cool. And I mean that. And I and doing something a long time is not a bad thing. That's a that's a strong thing. It's easy to do something for a little bit, like Morgan said, and like Philip has said. And, and and thank you. I am incredibly grateful that I know you, and I'm incredibly grateful that one you decided to do my show five years ago, and more importantly, we're dumb enough to say yes to do the show again. So that means a lot to me. What you do is important, and I think everyone in this room agrees with you but I don't think you know that all the time because you have such a large impact. I want to thank Catherine for organizing this festival. It's uh, What a Joke, and it's January joke. 19th, 20th, and 21st. Uh, two of the shows are here. Come to those. I'm closing out one here at the Wonderland, 120. I'm closing out that show. Did you, are you upset that Catherine did not recommend that show? No, I'm not. 
She mentioned it. You know what? You know, as long as I we recommend ag- that show. As long as we could agree that all lives matter. So, um, and four out of ten white people. I want to thank. I want to thank the staff of the Wonderland Ballroom and all of you. For the listener at home, it's actually cold outside. Not DC cold, but real world cold outside. Chicago cold. You came out and decided to spend your time here. And I am so appreciative of that. It's so easy to say no to things. It's so easy to stay in. And you decided not to. And that means a lot. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we're going to end the show, and I'm going to try to find that Big Frida uh, Christmas mixtape so I can play that. It's so the best. If you want a book, I'd appreciate that. Come up to me and talk to me after the show. I'll be the guy wearing a Blackhawks vest. Uh, support Haywood. You can see him every... Every Monday at Madam's Organ, second floor, and every first and third Tuesday at Sally's Tavern. Follow him on Twitter and all social media, at sign Woody Seed. Yes. And uh, is that everything? Oh, and then I'm in New York City, Martin Luther King uh, Junior Weekend, 115 and 116. I'll be performing uh, at the Knitting Factory, 115, and uh, on a Night Train show with our friend Wyatt, 116. That is fantastic. So if you're in New York and you're listening to the show, which means you probably are living in one of three cities, and one of those is New York, go to that. Thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night. Thank you. Bye. All I want for Christmas is to twerk.